Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today Now, we always hear that we should be shopping around when it's time to renew our insurance. We're told that it's always worth switching energy providers every year. But how many of us are actually doing these things? Well, there's new research from Capital Flow that shows most of us are getting better and the savings are pretty sweet if you're savvy enough to do it. Well, to talk to us more about switching and to share some of our golden tips, Kel Gallivan, a.k.a. Mrs. Smart Money, is here in studio. Hello, Kel. Hi guys, it is great to be back. Yeah. Great to meet you finally in person. We've done everything over phones and Zooms and all that kind of thing because uh, we we guess we met you in COVID, but here we are in person. Yeah, nice digs, guys. Ah, oh, thanks. Yes, <laughs> yes. We have, we have a nice south spot here for us. But as Dermot mentioned, we all should switch. But as we know, most of us don't because it's just easy. I'm so guilty of this. I was with the same energy provider for over a decade. And the last time we spoke, I went, okay, I'm doing it. And I saved myself so much money. Like... Two guitars worth of money, Cal. <laughs> so I'm, thank you very much for inspiring me. Anytime. No, it is. It's it's really starting to be worth it to people to change. And I know like in years gone by, like electricity stuff wasn't as expensive and you, know, you kind of managed it. And it was a lot more hassle a few years ago mm. as well. But now I think with everything rising up in price, money needs to go a bit further. And like things like electricity and broadband whatever provider you use it's still electricity it's still broadband so it's not like you're losing quality no but I think also it's getting much easier to switch so whereas now you can quite often switch a lot of the providers just online without even talking to anybody it only takes a few minutes yeah that's what I found because I I was like that I thought it was going to be so much hassle went on to one of the switching sites I actually genuinely can't remember which one it was went yeah that sounds like good there's the biggest saving click and it was things like upload a proof of bill upload your ID whatever that was all I had to do and then all of a sudden the next thing it was like I got a letter from my original provider going okay bye it was like oh my god this is actually happening is it worth going to your current provider for whatever and saying I'm about to walk out the door what can you do for me absolutely it is it is because at the end of the day the they want your business. Mm. So if you if you like your provider, if you like their customer service, if they're generally doing a good job, but you know you want to get a better rate because you want your money to go mm. further, it's absolutely worth giving them a ring. And if you want to be extra clever about it, have one of the switcher sites open, see what kind of rates are oh, out there yeah. and just have the chat. And chances are, because actually, I'm glad you asked because I did have my own provider just about a month or so ago and they matched the best deal that I could see there so I just stayed with them because you, I like them as a provider when you ring them do they have all like the red phones go off and go Kel's Kel's calling <laughs> she knows the deals <laughs> the managers are I'll take this everyone calm down um, somebody says Declan says in Mayo can I change electricity supplier without signing up to direct debit well Yes, well, there are the prepay mm-hmm. options, so you can, obviously, and you can do that quite often online as well, but you will need to get a meter or whatever in your house. In your house, yeah. But definitely, each provider will will have different options. So there are options to not go direct debit, but generally there's an incentive of a couple of percent off if you do go direct debit or do level pay or go paperless. Right. So it might be actually worth for you financially to go, to go direct debit. Correct. Possibly. Correct. And what, then, what about car insurance, Kel? Um, obviously, a lot of people like to go direct to the insurer, insurance providers, but some people use brokers. How do you know, I mean, should you switch brokers as well uh, who are meant to be out there doing the switching for you? Yeah, look, brokers, for things like car insurance, mm. I find brokers are brilliant. 
they're absolutely brilliant. And again, just like have a few, have your, do your online quotes before you even make the phone calls so you know that you're getting that better deal. And once you know what you're looking for, if you have your no claims bonus and your address and all those kind of things, and just, it is definitely worth checking the broker because, and it might actually be worth looking at one or two brokers because some brokers will work with a certain amount of That's the insurance right, yeah. and other ones might have a different amount. Mm. So just, uh, like I wouldn't spend huge amounts of time with this because your time is precious as well and time also costs money. But I would definitely, you know, give it an hour or so and just have a look around and come away with the best deal that you can. Getting obviously with car insurance, making sure you're ticking all the boxes for whatever you need it, you know, your, your comprehensive mm. or whatever. But once you're well covered, just get it at the best price. Because yeah. car insurance obviously is quite an outlay in terms of like it can be anything from if you're very lucky, you know, hundreds of euro, but it can be thousands of euro. Your, your energy, as we know, is also very expensive. Um, so particularly now over the course of a year that's going to be thousands and thousands of euro uh, broadband and all the services that provides and television and phone all that whatever but are there things that are just kind of they're so low that they're not worth really kind of shopping around and and changing for their I think well, realistically anything is worth shopping around for okay and one of the lower bills we'll say for example would be if somebody's on a SIM only plan for their mobile phone yeah. that might only be it might be 20 euro but you could get it for 15 that's true actually yeah yeah. I had a situation where my kids have those watches you know they're, they're, they're not they're not smart watches but they do make phone calls and we want them when they're out and about so they can call us and I rang up one of, I was going with one of the providers and I rang up and I said well look hang on I need three of these and they went oh well it was 20 quid a month we'll give you for a fiver a month I went Okay, like I didn't even ask they were given it. Like so, I suppose it's that thing of like you don't know what the offers are until you ask the question. And over the course of a year, those three different sims at five or versus twenty is a big saving. That's a massive saving, and also remember that's your after-tax money. So mm. you have to earn nearly double that to bring that amount of money home. And there's a beautiful thing that if you do start changing one, two, three, four providers, that money does compound and. If, if you have not changed before and you're suddenly starting to change, that could be your holiday next year yeah, when you course. think about it. And it could be the difference between you, you know, mm. getting things at a really good price and a holiday versus not. Reluctance mm. is a big thing. It's just not being bothered. Um, I'm just looking at some of the statistics. Like 33% of people thought it just wasn't worth the hassle to switch. So just the thought of it alone goes, ugh. Um, and in particular, when it comes to financial products, so we're looking at bank accounts and mortgages and that kind of thing, we're even more reluctant because I guess we think that when it comes to finances, you know, for financial products, it's just a lot more legwork involved and forms and things. Um, like your man from Father Ted. <laughs> I didn't feel like filling out the forms. That's my money, Father. <laughs> Um, but you know like only 37% of people have switched their current account in the last five years and less than half of us have switched a financial service of any kind in the last five years Um, so how do we combat that reluctance when it comes to in particular the financial products that that cost us money yes with the switch report it seemed to nearly be a tale of two sides what is your utilities and your insurances and stuff and people are really getting to swing of that because it's quite seamless and there's you know there's nice loyalty things and there's you know lower fees and stuff but when it comes to the bigger things they're like your mortgages loans credit cards current accounts mm. There is a bit more, there seems to be more hesitancy, but part of it is because there is more paperwork with it. Let's call a spade a spade here. If you're switching mortgage, there's a lot of regulation involved. There's a lot of boxes to be ticked. But the benefits of doing that, like your mortgage, it could be a thousand, it could be more a year. 
and it's worth quite often and if you're locking in as well like that's year on year savings that you can have but something like a bank account and things there's still a lot of work to be done there I think to make it more seamless for people because your bank account it's the pivot the hub that everything works on and you just don't want that messed around with so I think mm. there's a bit of wiggle room and particularly with one or two of the players leaving the market there, there is that bit more friction that we do need to work on to make it a bit better I bet you Kel when you change you remember the change and maybe even funnel that money into a, a, a change savings account I would when I make these changes the odd time that I do I just forget I've made the change and go oh yeah I made that change oh, I've got loads of money and then I go oh that's just sitting in my bank and I spent it on groceries like you know, I, didn't, I didn't kind of make a feature of it should you do that? definitely if you're for something kind of um, like a, if you're changing like an electricity supplier that can be generally seamless but something bigger like a bank account if you have your I would recommend keeping your older bank account open for a little while mm. just in case one of the direct debits hasn't moved over because you don't want your mortgage bouncing or mm. you don't want your electricity bill not paid and it, that can be a bit of a hassle kind of juggling the two for a while but I would recommend that until you know everything is moved over and just keep an eye on it so it is a bigger step and it for that one particularly I found anyway and just hearing back from people bank accounts are one of the trickier ones for that reason right Makes yeah sense. someone says every time I talk to my providers before moving they never want to give me discounts what am I doing wrong <laughs> my bills are always paid on time via direct debit you're the perfect customer they should no, I think from the last few years companies are really cottoning on that it is important to try and keep the people that they have but also bring on board new people so generally they are more open to having that conversation and look if you have to kind of say look I'm considering leaving you'll be pretty happy or at least pleasantly surprised at how quickly they'll come in with some kind of yeah. deal or maybe they're just there. being too nice uh, someone says can you ask Kel how much would you say there's a reasonable amount for the food shop for a family of 10 10 siblings uh, 10 on a weekly basis 3 adults 7 kids and 3 teenagers in that I mean, is there an answer to a question like that or is it just, Depends you know... what you're eating. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, a, that's a big family, right? It is. And look, food is getting more expensive and there's loads of ways you can kind of keep it in check and stuff. But when you have teenagers mixed with adults, mixed with kids... I, and also there could be food intolerances there there could be different things going mm. on so I, I wouldn't be able to give a number but I would definitely if that number is growing and it's getting a bit maybe out of control or more than you can afford I would really start looking at budgets kind of maybe food waste what's been thrown out batch cooking getting more organised having a meal plan and for a family that big I would nearly do out a big whiteboard on your kitchen wall yeah. and just write that we're having this so, so that the kids and everything in the family know what's coming food wise and might be less likely to snack or That's whatever smart Mm. Uh, is um, there any site I can go to specifically for broadband and TV someone asks or is that just contained in all the general switcher sites yeah there's there's. I would say go to general switcher sites but I'll give one caveat make sure they are regulated or accredited by the CRU so the Commission of Re Regulation of Utilities so they regulate all these switcher sites they regulate ah, okay. all the utilities so make sure they have that accreditation because that means then you have the backup you have the consumer rights and all that behind you Brilliant. Uh, Kel has a book called Mindful Money, which if you think yeah, you want to be on top of your money, this is definitely something you need to do. And uh, Kel, your Instagram handle, people can find you there, at Mrs. Smart Money HQ. MRS, of course, as opposed to M-I-S-S-U-S. -S <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely worth following Kel on Instagram and getting your hands on the book. Kel, a pleasure. Thank you so much, as always, for coming in and having a chat with us. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.